welcome to The Last American Vagabond. I'm your host, Ryan Christian. Joining us today is Tim Bryant. And we have a little special show for you today. We are going to dissect the election that we've been watching, this wild political circus that we've been watching for the last so many months. And we'd like to break it down for you and uh, kind of highlight some of the interesting events that we've been seeing. How are you doing today, Tim? I'm doing good. Ready to, um, now we can start the process of kind of moving forward. I'm getting so tired of the circus show. I want to just see what's going to come of it. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think that's such a great point to start on too, is that really the most important thing we need to be thinking about right now is, is moving forward. And, and one thing that we've been really, you know, speaking out about on the last American Vagabond is maintaining this interaction, like maintaining this passion that we have for the election after the election, right? I mean, that's something that I feel is very important to everybody. Well, just man, man, like maintaining our desire to get to the bottom of what's going on. Um, so, you know, I think that a lot of people are, you know, surprised about this election. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised that it happened this way because personally, I... I always thought Trump had the popular vote. I think it was pretty obvious. The, the pundits are all acting, oh, how could we not see this? And all of this, um, I think they did see the writing on the wall. I think, though, a lot of us thought that they would rig it in her favor. And so in that regard, I am more surprised that it was such a landslide. Um, I think if it wasn't rigged, and who knows to what degree it was and wasn't, it's very hard to tell. But I, I definitely think Trump's popular support is way higher than Hillary's. If you just look at her rallies, I mean, she's barely getting 100 people. And they're, you know, they're doing the close-up camera angles to try to make it look like it's some packed house. And Trump rallies are in, you know, they're in arenas with tens of thousands of people. So it was pretty clear to me, at least, that he has the popular vote, especially, you know, throughout rural America, which is most of America. Like if you live in deep within bigger cities like I do, you don't see that. People are afraid to even be Trump fans. That's the problem. I think there are actually a lot of closet Trump fans in the cities. They That's just don't idea. talk about it. They don't put signs in their yard. They just go in the election box and, and you know, cast their ballot. Right. So yeah, I don't see hardly any Hillary signs, uh, even in the city, right. don't see that many. And, but you can make and, the same argument that people are just afraid to speak out, even if, you know, Hillary or Trump. People are afraid. To, I, to I would disagree with the Hillary, maybe, maybe to some degree. But the Hillary, I would, I would, that, I mean, she's just not likable. She's so corrupt. <laughs> she, she, and, and the problem is she's screwed. I mean, it was, it's come out through WikiLeaks that they rigged the primary against Bernie. Whether you're a Bernie supporter or not, they did rig the primary against Bernie. And so they sold out their own. They, they sold out their really their prime part of their base, which is the progressive. That's where the that's where the party is going to go, uh, is the progressive way. They can't. I don't think neoliberal politics are going to work in the Democratic Party so well, um, whether you believe in the progressive stances or not. Anyways, but uh, they sold out their base, and so they they couldn't energize the Democratic base. I think they. They always wanted to energize it through Bernie and then push it over to Hillary, but it, <laughs> then WikiLeaks ruined that and showed how they rigged it. And it, it, we already knew it was rigged before that anyways, but... Yeah, I think that they really they really expected the Bernie followers to flock to Clinton, and it didn't happen. I think many people think that is one of the primary reasons that she did not win, is that they were banking on that. You know, all the support from, from Sanders to flock over there, but that didn't happen. I mean, we saw a vast majority, I don't know if I should say majority, but a lot of millennials simply choosing not to vote. 
you know, or, or third, even third party. It was happening pretty, pretty wildly. But as far as the popular vote goes, I, I, I actually have yet to double check this since this morning. But last night, it was looking like Hillary Clinton was indeed going to get the popular vote. It was very close. And yeah, but who, who knows how accurate that is? Exactly. This, we've, we've shown time and time again that these things can't be taken as, as gospel. But nonetheless, it looked pretty close as far as who had the votes. But at the end of the day, the electoral votes went to, went to Trump. And it was almost a landslide. I mean, I, Trump never lost the lead the entire point. But there, there, I mean, the entire election. But there, there's three factors to this that I think are very interesting that we have to consider. One being that it's quite possible that Trump was always meant to win. You know, and again, this is like diving into the conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory aspects of this after the fact, but it's quite possible that this was always meant to happen. And then also the, the second line of thought would be that this coup that we were hearing about, this potential coup for the Dr. Steve Heisniak was discussing, it's possible that, that this is the result of that, that maybe they, they turned this on its ear partially you know, through the election and, and, and gave it to uh, Trump when it was supposed to go to Clinton. And then a third line of thought was simply that we were wrong all along, <laughs> that, that this is democracy in action and that Trump won the election because the people wanted him to. Any one of those are possible. I think you know it's, a, I mean? com it's a combination of the three. Um, you know, you have to think they can only rig it so much. They can't, um, you know, I, you'll find some people who say they can totally rig. I, I don't think they can rig at all. Uh, there is a boundaries to it. They, they, they can, sw you know, if it's about a 10% margin, they might be able to rig it in the other favor. But when you get up in 20, 30%, it becomes too obvious. You you see what's you see what's going on too clear. So, you know, in that regard, they they could have, you know, been on the defensive. Okay, now we got to try to transition over to Trump and save face and regroup. And you know, there's a lot. This is just beginning. Hmm. Uh, there's so many questions we'll get into later about what's going to come of this. You know, but like you said before, he, he could have. You know, Trump's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He's, his father has mafia connect. I mean, he was a real estate in New York uh, tens of years, you know, a while ago. You don't get those kind of real estate connections in the heart of New York City without having mafia connections. You got some interesting Jerry Epstein connections. Mm -hmm. That's frightening. Um, yeah, those, not just, those just got glossed over when that came out. I mean, that was a pretty a pretty big scandal as far as I'm concerned, but it just got glossed That's over. a huge scandal. That's a huge red flag in my eyes. You got you Chris. That kind of final topic gets glossed over. Yeah, and that's something that I hope that we really stick on um, mm -hmm. because this is huge. I hope that WikiLeaks keeps releasing. I heard they just released a catch of files on uh, Dennis Hassert, mm -hmm. um, Hassert and him. He, he's, con you know, I, I don't know if he was convicted pedophile, but he's a known pedophile. So um yeah he's got he's got chris christie in his cabinet uh mike right. huckabee some of these guys that are i don't think are playing for team people uh <laughs> right and so you know I, I you know he had a guy um a an, an uh, advisor who was in the council on foreign relations i think he was the head of the council on foreign relations he's got right. the whole isis you know, uh, fear mongering, you know, not talking about how we're funding them so much and how we are the cause that he's buying into that Alex Jones fear porn of right. Islamic terrorists are coming for Sharia law here. 
and I'm not and saying he's the and, most, he's the most uh, establishment anti-establishment candidate I've ever seen. <laughs> he's yeah, so all the things. I think you're being naive if you're if you're like <laughs> think we're saved or something. Now I I will concede on my own personal opinion here that I while I didn't want either candidate, I didn't vote for either one, and if I did, I would probably vote maybe Jill Stein, but. I probably, I did probably, if I was to choose between, I'd probably pick Trump just because I want a wild card. I mean, Hillary, you know exactly what you're going to get. And we're probably going to get the same thing from Trump. Um, I'm not holding my breath for a second, but uh, there is at least some, like maybe a 2% wild card there. And so, you know, I, we got to see what he's going to do. Who's he going to put in his cabinet? Who, you know, how I mean, is the, how is the, bad that too with with the, Jor the soros insider as well as the gold goldman sachs guy he appointed the secretary of treasury so yeah he's already appointed yeah say that again he's so he's appointing it, he, he appointed a gentleman that was a soros insider as well as uh, a, a chair uh, ex-chair for the uh for goldman sachs which is which is you know again it doesn't necessarily mean that this gentleman is going to do bad things or that you know that it's possible that he might follow trump's lead towards positivity but at the end of the day it's a really bad sign to appoint somebody that's an establishment person when you're claiming to be an anti-establishment ca uh, campaign it just it seems like an odd red flag but doesn't mean he, neither here nor there at this point but we'll see where it goes yeah and i i will concede too that if you're going to go in and and, and you really are trying to change things um, you're not going to be able to do a wholesale change right away. You're going to have to concede and, and put some insiders on your team. I also will say that there's chances that some insiders can come around and change. I don't think that, you know, just because you did a corrupt, shady dealing that you're a criminal for life. Uh, I think it's much more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think there are people turning on the inside too. I think with the age of the internet now, information, WikiLeaks coming out with all these things. I mean, I've, I've met some people who are fairly wealthy and, you know, they're finding out about these things. I don't think it, that, um, they're just, all of them just know these things. I think yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're waking up themselves. And so I right. think some of them are coming around on the inside. So. You know, it's not so it's 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 a little bit more complex, but it's really what's what I really hope is that my friends in the alternative media who have jumped on the Trump train, fine. I'm not I'm not here to belittle you. Um and I'm 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 gonna wait and see. But I hope that they are just as you know, watching Trump just as close and going to scrutinize him just as hard uh over his presidency here than they were doing with Hillary or before. I hope that they don't fall in this trap of that's my team and I'm on that team no matter what. That's I, I really hope that doesn't happen. I, I think yeah. Trump has to walk a tight line. Uh, he's got a lot of support from the anti-establishment. If he if he breaks this, uh, I mean he's going to see all the support go away. So right. it's going to be you, interesting. You make a good point there. It's a fair point to say that. You know, we, we can't just demonize anyone that once worked with somebody that's considered an insider. I agree with that completely. But, I mean, you got to consider someone like, let's say Jill Stein won the presidency. You're not going to see her making moves like that. It's not because these people might not potentially have value. Because Trump's always said that he wants to bring in the best people to his cabinet, which is a great thing to say, especially for someone who's not considered a veteran politician. However, 
it's still it's still a bad sign, especially for somebody that's come that is you know again we Trump is not an anti-establishment candidate. Yes, he's been preaching rhetoric that sounds anti-establishment, but he's the definition of an insider. I mean, that's what he is. He's co- donated to all of these campaigns. It's it's that he's not an anti-establishment candidate. So for him to make that appointment, and especially to appoint someone like Mike Pence as his vice president, who Pence is like the definition of a conservative republic. He is a Republican. He is the definition of an insider at this point. It's, it's just, it's bad. It's, it's just big red flags to me. Again, we don't know where it's going to go. Maybe he's going to, re- you know, take it in a good direction, but it's a bad start. That, that's what I'm saying. I and mean, it's a pretty dangerous move. Yeah, I would agree. Mike Pence is, is uh, not very good news. And here's my problem with Trump. You know, his speech, I listened to his speech and it was pleasant. Um, it was nice, but it's very vague. It's just like, we're going to, great people, we're going to do great things. I mean, <laughs> typical and, and, politics. And he's so, he was kind of, it was very nice to Hillary Clinton. Now, I could see, we talked about this before, I could see it two ways. You know, it's probably best maybe that he's a little, in the first speech, that he's not trying to alienate the whole, I mean, he's got, we need to come together so he can't alienate the whole Democratic base who hates him. And so maybe it was okay. But I mean, if I was there, I mean, I'd be like, we're gonna throw her in prison. We're going to clean house. I mean, we gotta we gotta purge the system, which is what big time. Saying. Yeah, and so it, to be all nice in his speech, I mean, I think he's got almost. I think someone more genuine would be riled up more. Right. Uh, you make but, the argument, this is this is his first failed promise. Even you know what I mean? Like he he's been uh, saying that this is what yeah, and then didn't do it. You might he might also it's a very deep game, and so he might I be just playing that. politics here. And I, I can see that. So, um, yeah, I, it's, I don't think it's so it's so black and white like I we think always he was afraid to scare everybody off. I think actually I had a really interesting thought like, about this, too. I mean, I don't know if anyone's paying attention to the stock market, but it's we had some pretty dramatic fault. We had both both that they, they basically dropped to the no, it rebounded right away. Oh, it's I know, already, I know it's that. Out. But what I mean is that we saw those drops. And so that I think that what Trump might have been trying to do was just kind of give people a little bit of reassurance. You know what I mean? Knowing that we had that, and even though it rebounded, it's a, it's a scary precedent to be seeing those kind of drops. So maybe he just tried to reassure people. Maybe he still plans to prosecute her. Who knows? I, I, I mean, I think, no, well, now he knows he's talking to a full base. He's not talking to his base. He's talking to the full base. And mm-hmm. I think Trump is a lot smarter than people think. I agree. He, he knows how to play words. He's really, in my opinion, he's a, he's a, he's a very good magician. He knows how to, how to, talk to whoever he's talking to he gauges his rhetoric to whatever type of audience he's talking to and now he's talking to a new audience he's talking to a broader audience and i think you're going to see his his comments and stuff are going to change he's not going to be as boisterous i think as he was not to say he's not going to say things that are probably you know uh, that most politicians don't say i think his characteristic he's always kind of a say what's on his mind but i think he's going to tone it down a lot because now he's such a broader audience. So right. but I, I I'm also a scary concept, though, when you think about what the idea that we're accepting of the idea that this shifty political back and forth where he's got two different that he's going to speak differently to different crowds. You know what I mean? Like that's when we didn't see even blink when we said that. I mean, that, that's politics as usual in this country. I, I think that we're never fully going to reach a point that the American people truly want until we don't have that, until we have politicians that are speaking their mind in front of whoever they're talking to. I know that can be considered slightly naive, you know, almost impossible in, in the kind of world we live in, but it's ideal. I mean, we shouldn't have that different preaching to different people. Yeah, I mean, 
I can't say because I'm not a politician. I agree. Um, there has to be a lot less volatility in your message. Um, you're always probably going to cater it a tad to one side, but you got his was very volatile. It's hard to even pick, you know, what his stances even are, mm -hmm. which is very, you know, difficult. So I, I definitely think we need a lot less volatility. Um, you know, we can go in a whole look spiel. Look at his speech versus the 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 first you know month of his campaign. You know what I mean? Look at his concession well, speech versus the it's, it's night and day. Two different people. Yeah. What I'm really going to be interested in is. Who he points to his cabinet, what he does. If, if he doesn't throw Hillary Clinton in jail, then it's a total sellout, in my opinion. Um, no, I, I, I'm not really holding my breath. I don't actually think he's going to. It's not going to happen. Um, so <laughs> it would be really funny. I mean, actually, he couldn't do this because this whole base would just be like a paradigm, the paradigm would shatter. If he was to put Hillary Clinton in a position in the White House, oh God, I thought about that too, and it's it's not it's possible. I mean, that, that would literally be Paul. That, that's what if that happens, that would be, in my opinion, the nail in the coffin. I mean, that's it's. He's oh just, yeah, it, it would be over before. I mean, his whole base, the whole all the altern a lot of alternative media would probably jump ship on him. I think, mm -hmm. even though they've been preaching the Trump train, they're gonna. They, that's just like almost like. A total red flag. I, I don't think he can do that. I don't think, I don't think it will happen. But it would be yeah. definitely very telling if it did. But yeah, I mean, who is going to point to the cabinet? Who is going to point to the the justice system? What he's going to do with the economy and in trade? Is he going to? What's he going to do with TPP? Is he going to really? Is he going to get rid of NAFTA? Uh, all these trade deals? Or is he going to renegotiate them? Um, you know, I would. I hope that he. I hope that he starts talking with Putin better. Um, that's one of the things I did like that Trump said was he's like, wouldn't it be nice if we got along with Russia? Whether I believe that, whether whether he believes, whether he really means that or not, is another thing. But uh, if he is serious about that, that's that's one of the issues I'm almost care about most is is that. So foreign policy. I mean, think the implications. I think I said in a past show. You know, Russia aligning with China and Iran. I mean, that's a very dangerous axis right there for us to be poking. You know, and the idea that that he that we need to be in good foreign relations with the rest of the world that that's a bad idea is crazy. Like, why? That's crazy to think. That's ridiculous. But at the same time, right now, what's what's important to take notice of is that that right now the Republicans hold all three. They they hold the House, the Senate, and the White House. I mean, that's that's that doesn't happen very often in this country, and and now Trump is 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 in, in charge of that. So if 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 we two things can happen if we believe that Trump is going to be leading us in a positive direction, this is a very good time for this country. We're going to see real change happen. Whereas in the past, like Obama, for instance, his presidencies, he was fighting back and forth. You know, they, every Congress. Although I think I think other. they did. Wasn't there a brief period where they did have a decent amount of control his first year? Yeah, First. but what I mean is just in general, though, like as you watch it progress, I mean, even even I mean, even with the control, you're still going to see people try to fight different sides. Dem, dem, uh, you, you got the Democratic Party and the Republican Party constantly fighting each other on anything to try to get done. And so that's why we never really see much happen in this country in Congress. But this year specifically or this this next four years, he's he's got full control here. And I think we're going to see a lot change. But we, or you could have well, against him. Well, be I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious because I, I think I, like we can. It's easy to see the the Republican Democratic split, but I think behind the scenes there's a lot more cooperation. 
that goes on. It's just they have many battles within each other, but the greater picture, they they play ball with each other. They they there's they toe the establishment lines, which is both parties. And I I mean, you saw a bunch of Republicans not even support Trump. Actually, most of most of them didn't even support Trump. Where's so will they going? will they even work with Trump? Um, they might have to. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how right. how Trump uses the the people. See, I've always thought this: if you're a real good politician, if you're a real politician, you want change. You need to energize. You need, you should be talking to the people all the time through press conferences and getting them to go out and get on the cases of their Congress members, their Senate members, mm-hmm. to to enact because you have power. Like Obama didn't. You well, Obama's a puppet. And I'm probably a puppet too, but let's just say Obama was definitely a puppet. And he he never used his – he was so popular. If he would just speak to the crowd directly all the time and say, look, I'm trying to get this done. I need your guys' help. Get out there. He, he, he could get a lot done. He's got a lot of power and sway because he has the popular support of the people, which is actually more – which is actually stronger than the actual Congress. But if you don't use it, other than the Congress and Senate and whatever – is way stronger in corporations. He never used the people because he was never legit. He's just a big, uh, um, you know, he's a big fraud. So I, I'll be interested to see how Trump will use, if he'll use pe- the people or not, or if he'll just, you know, toe the lines, knows his role. And uh, there's so many questions, but uh, I want to see if how Republic, how the establishment is going to play with him. Is he, are, they, are they going to? Play ball with him? Are they going to? Are they going to try to obstruct him? Is the media all going to try to obstruct him? Mm-hmm. That dynamic's going to be very interesting. I think Trump. Like, if you think this election, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party have just the, the establishment parties have just, I think, come to an end, um, or they're they're going to evolve into something new. Yeah. Um, that could be still, you know, it's still at least now controlled by the establishment. But they have to either remake themselves, and I, I wonder if they can remake themselves and still have the power structure they have today. I don't. They're gonna have to concede some things. I think. Yeah. Uh, I would. I hope that we go full on and we do, we we can do complete overhauls. But the, the the old ways, the Clintons, the the neoliberal, the neoconservative. I I have to. You have to kind of think that those are dying. The new, the alt left of progressives and the alt right of kind of the more libertarian, so, more socially accepting of different, lib, you know, uh, social issues. Uh, that's happening on the right. I think that the two parties are changing big time. Absolutely, I and think so it's been happening for a long time now. We've seen them crossing over back and forth, but I think what we're, you know, what we're going to see now. In my you know, prediction is that these these extreme factions of either side are almost going to come together to try and get Trump out of the way. But I think that's a small faction. I think the majority of people are 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 and already have been coming out in support of Trump, even tacit support, just basically coming out and saying they support the president because they have to at this point. And you know that it's it's really a matter of whether or not we're going to see him fulfill what he's been saying all this time. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, I see. they're behind him either way because they have to be. You know, it's the people now that are going to be having the issues because we're seeing people from grassroots levels getting a lot of pretty upset about this. I mean, we California is talking about trying to secede from from the union now. It's or from from the United States, which is pretty it's pretty you know big talk. It's it's likely not going to happen the same way Texas didn't happen, but that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the people revolt yeah. because they're upset with everything that's going. I on. just yeah, I just think yeah, I have a lot of liberal friends in there. 
<laughs> they're having a big breakdown right now. <laughs> right. And, you know, I don't want to belittle them, but, you know. It's funny, though. If you say like, your, your, your candidate was a one of the most notorious criminals of all t- <laughs> the past century. So I, I just I don't feel bad. Um, I, I, I hope, though, that they will learn from this, like how Ron Paul supporters learned how corrupt the government was. And they, you know, the alt-right and the alt-left has to unite more than anything else. Uh, I think they're going to try to keep it divided. What I'm expecting, potentially, that depends how, you know, Trump, I don't, I'm not buying that he's, that he's that legit, but say he was, even if he wasn't, I think you're going to see a big socialist revolution potentially backed by George Soros. Mm. I think you got a lot of people on the left. They're ready to mobilize. They are, I, I can sit, I can sense it. They, they are ready to get Trump out, to get their progressive candidate in. Um, I think that they're, it's going that that whole movement is already hijacked by George Soros. It's almost like they're setting themselves up perfectly for the next election already. Oh yeah, and we know they do that. They're yes, going, they're going to fund a total socialist type revolution with all these different groups backed by Soros and the likes, and they're going to take all this liberal rage and they're going to channel it the way they do a lot, the way they've done in all these other countries, the Middle Eastern Revolution. Or the Middle Eastern uprising. I think we might see literally a revolution from the left, backed by big money, w- during the Trump presidency. E- even if he's legit or not, this could be the whole purpose of this. Trump even joked that's, about that in his concession speech. Did you hear that? That's he what that? I'm really worried about. No, I didn't hear. I don't. He he just he basically said that uh, after two years, three years, you know, four, maybe even eight. So he basically already was saying that. After two, three years, it might already be over for him. He, he, he most people didn't catch that, but so he, you know, he's he's prepared for that. That people are going to try and get him out of office. Yeah, I mean, I still think he's, he, you know, that's going to be his role is to is to be so bad or to not just be bad, but just to be so polarizing that the left social. I mean, we. I, I'm not going to discredit all. I think there can be good forms of socialism, especially at smaller levels. I don't like national socialism. It's too big of an umbrella over too many things. But uh, I think that the elites like socialism because it's big government, um, especially when they're in control. Yeah, you give a few cookies away, but you really maintain the vast majority of the power easier than you would in a more free market. I'm not necessarily advocating capitalism, but more of a free market and smaller government. And um, so I think that this could play right into the whole, you know, elites wanting kind of a socialist type revolution, giving a few concessions, but really maintaining the big power. And you got to think too, I mean, this, this could be a whole engineered, you know, bring down of the U.S. I've been saying for a long time, the U.S. has its reckoning coming in the next few years. The, the dollar, the, the whole global hegemony is coming to an end. The, the running up of the credit card for 10, 20, 30 years, uh, that party is going to end. And what better way than to put it all on Trump mm-hmm, and point. just collapse it on Trump throw a socialist revolution in afterwards, bring about a new world order after that with w- more world government. And, 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 and so, you know, this, <laughs> this is, this is, this could all, I tend to think this is more kind of the, 
idea. They have to. They, they have to somehow. They, they're running out of time to bring the party down in the U.S. And I, I think you might see that. I ho hopefully, Trump has a little bit of fight in him and, cha and changes some things. I'm not holding my breath, but right. you know, I, I'm not going to. I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to judge before I see. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's what's what's what I think is funny that we're seeing right now is that, you know, this entire time, you've seen the Clinton campaign, saying that you know, oh, asking Trump, are you going to accept this when when the when the election's over? Are you going to accept the results? And you know, putting that on him the whole time, making him look bad for questioning it, and now it's flipped. And so now what we're seeing is all the people that were criticizing Trump followers for not being able to accept it, not accepting it. You know, it's just it's classic. And now you know even. Yeah, Clinton and the supporters and Clinton's campaign and everyone just really not fulfilling what they were trying to say Trump wasn't going to do, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's pretty comical at the end of the day because they're talking about recounts and, and issues with voting and it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, it, it's, it's contradictory to what she was saying she would do, you know. I, you know, well, this is a side note, but this was just ridiculous to me, like just a total sign of arrogance and just I know you're whenever, <laughs> whenever. She did it first out, didn't come out to <laughs> talk to her followers uh, after they've been, you know, brainwashing to supporting her. And they had John Podesta give the speech. <laughs> what are like that is of just all people of all John Podesta, one of the most key corrupt people out there. All the WikiLeaks emails about him and his shady business dealings. And they have John Bedell. I just like was watching that speech. Just like, are you serious? Like, is this are you really like? Like, is it, like how can people buy that? And this age of information, like, at what point do is it people's own faults? I understand people have. I was tricked at a certain point, and I know like I probably started on this research earlier than other people did, and there were people before me even. But and people have their own are, are still now starting to come awake but it's it's frustrating when people are still cheering for a guy like john podesta and hillary clinton when they like it, the writing is has been on the wall for so long i mean especially right now like how can you take that serious i, I i'm sorry to not even feel bad for those people i mean or to to sympathize it's just it's your own fault like this is the this is the result america deserves this is what you get for not paying attention for not uh, you know, just acting like politics doesn't exist, doesn't affect you. This is what you get. You get two candidates like this. Mm -hmm. So I hope this is a wake-up call more than anything. But I really, what I'm scared though is they're going to channel this wake-up call in the direction they want, and we have to be so vigilant about this right. because the left is fired up. They're, I, I, I'm not trying to call out my 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 progressive friends, but they're a little naive to the big money behind the progressive left movements. They're 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 naive to the 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 direction the United Nations and the government wants to take us and this sustainable development United Nations Agenda 2030. The they're they're total believers in and in, in where they're trying to take us with this and yet it doesn't reflect their interests at all. I mean, in some degree, but 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 really they don't see the bigger picture behind it. Uh, and this this international takeover of control slowly with t trade deals with you know tr you know different ways of global governance not global government uh you know trade you know different rules on trade and whatnot there's all these different layers to it and so i really hope that the left really wakes up and doesn't let these big money left interests 
guide and channel their their frustrations. I'm I'm I, I hope we can be really vigilant about that and not belittle those people because we need those people in our camp. Right. Yeah. I mean, I what's what's interesting though is that you know it's it's hard. Like you said, it's it's we've all been there. You know, at one point we were all there, and I think what's important to remember is that. The reason that they, even though you know we've seen the WikiLeaks come out, we've seen what it's proven, the facts. But to them, they they don't even look at them because you got Clinton telling them is the Russians did it, you know. So they're just like, oh well, there Conspiracy you go. Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, they're just like, well, there you go. There's my answer. I'm not even going to read it, you know. And so now what we're going to see though with the Trump presidency is that stuff at least pro hopefully come into light. And so these people will like you will. I'm hoping we'll take a step back now and reflect as before they were just blindly following clinton because she was just leading that from the podium you know just spitting out that propaganda from nowhere and so hopefully now they're going to wake up to it i mean that's all we can really hope but you know i agree with what you're saying though is i definitely think that they are going to try and channel this like they will for anything i mean like we always said with a false flag scenario is that even if they didn't create the circumstances they're going to use the outcome to fulfill their motive whatever that may be that's the way the government works in this country. Yeah, speaking of that, I'm on I'm on high false flag alert exactly. uh, these days. Right. Um, we do we we you know Trump doesn't take office till after the new year, so a lot can happen between now and then. A lot right, can happen. Want to make it look like it's his fault, like you were saying. That is right. the perfect time for that. Yeah, it just depends on how you know if we're going on the line that he also is an insider you maybe don't see as much volatility as you might think but if he is if he if you know he could be like insider 30 percent 40 percent even 50 but outsider 50 percent maybe and that 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 50 or that even 40 percent in outsider that probably scares them i think they're more scared of losing their own power like like not so much that they're afraid he's going to uh take away so much but more that he might fuck it up for them Change um, yeah, yeah and, and be the you know the loose cannon to lose them control so he's kind of in on it but he's like that person you don't really want in charge because you might give it all away for us all like you're you're one of us but you're you're too of a too much of a loose cannon to right. be trusted as the representation the as the representation <laughs> of us right. i don't know there's i think trump's smarter than people think uh you don't get that much power by being dumb uh let's be honest he's yeah. he's, he's no, he knows what he's doing I, I agree. Uh, I, that I, I, I would say that he's not as dumb as they've cast him, but I, let's not paint him as some political genius. You know, at least that's I'm not saying you're doing that, but that's I think a lot of people try to now at this point where, you know, they try to paint it like this is all some grand execution and, and it's possible. But I just I don't see it. I mean, I, we've seen him in the in the limelight for the last however many years. We know who Trump is, you know, unless he unless he's really that much of a maniacal genius that he's created this persona and lived it all the way through to the presidency but uh, the presidency but i don't know i just i just don't see that being the case yeah, that's my I, personal opinion i'm not buying it but i think there are some he he's good at what he does um so I, I think there is some part of him that is you don't do you don't, I mean, he's he knows what he's doing mm -hmm. um but he's also getting help i think and so i'm i'm gonna wait and see i'm not gonna i'm not going to write him off but i'm also not holding my breath for a second and so All right. we, we'll just have to wait and see how it's going to play out. But um, I think we're, you know, we're in some interesting times. I think uh, the party in the U.S. is I've been saying this for a while and people don't believe me. They're like, oh, you know, they want to just think positive. And like, I'm a positive person. But the reality is that America's party of running up the credit card of foreign wars, 
of the of the petrodollar that's coming to an end. That era is over, and we're going and we're going to have to, ex- you know, accept that reality, and we're going to have to come back down to earth. And so, I, this might be the time that this. If if I was an elite, this would be the time I would probably do it. It's a perfect president to do it throw a socialist revolution and after that regain power and a new facade i mean it's 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 yeah. it's it's right there for them in that way if we if we let if we're naive to what what's going on so yeah. that's I all that's i a- i guess that's my my whole take on it Absolutely. And I think that's a great point to end on there is that I mean, you know, we need to remember like moving forward into this new era, this new Trumpian era, whatever you want to call it, is we're, we're going to see some changes happening, and especially if we're if the, we can expect the establishment or the elites that were once feeling like they were in control to lash out or cause some kind of a psyop or false flag to happen, we need to be aware of that. And I think the good point to make is to take notice of this entire election season and what the mainstream media has been pushing in your in 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 you know through your television into your brain all season that it, which has all been fake. I mean, everything they've been saying has been a lie, whether it be the polls, the projections. I mean, up until a few days before the election, they were preaching that Clinton was going to win by a landslide. And, and that wasn't based on any facts, just like the Russian claims aren't based on any facts. It's just based on what they were told to say. So what we need to take, take a step back and realize is that the mainstream media is clearly leading you in the wrong direction. So you need to start focusing on alternative independent outlets such as us or, or, or James Corbett or Newsbutter, these other outlets out there that are leading you in the right direction, that are showing you what the mainstream media will not. And that's what you need to start putting your trust in moving forward and then looking to the future. Yeah, I would say and more than anything, start putting trust in yourself. Yes. Uh, learn how to, you know, learn how to get truth yourself, learn how to change your lifestyle so you're not dependent on external entities. Um, you know, I think this is a, this is one of the, my opinion, one of the most important things, you know, have sites that you trust, but at the end of the day, you are your own filter of what's really going on and what's not. And, and I think if you want to bring down the establishment, you have to do it in your lifestyle. Stop going to those, stop putting your money in those banks that are so corrupt. Stop eating this crap food that you know is bad for you. Stop. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not perfect, but it's a process of slowly weaning yourself off of the system and, and creating this new lifestyle. And I want to, last one I want to add is that more than anything, I hope that we protect the internet. Um, uh, that's this, the whole change that's going on is predicated on the internet and the free and open internet. And I have a feeling that this, they're going to really keep coming for the internet. Censorship is going to increase uh, you know, I don't tr- I don't trust Trump as protecting the internet, to be honest. And so, I hope more than anything else we protect this entity because this is really one of the best bastions of hope we have. And and, and this is only just beginning. The internet's not that old. Think about the quality of information. If we keep this route going, uh, it's going to be very hard to hide things anymore. And you know, in some ways, it you lose some privacy, but you also gain some security, and 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 be able to people will have to tell the truth more because they won't be able to hide. And so I really hope we do protect this more than almost anything else. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Well said. I mean, you know, it's just, it's important that we stay vigilant. We stay dedicated to our choices, right? You know, we need to vote with our choices, vote with our, with our purchasing, right? That's the end of the day. That's what we need to do. We need to stay passionate towards this end. 
and and stay aware of what's going on and, and stay up it's important right uh, agreed. Well, thanks Talk for joining with you. us today guys and always follow the change be the change